Welcome to the Back Row Hecklers. I am a host, Young Matthew, and across from me is one of my best friends, my good buddy, Big Brian Vincent. How you doing, buddy? Squirrel! 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 Oh, I'm just kidding. So it's, much ADD it, in this oh, room. Between uh, uh, the two of us? Just, uh, that's, it's a personal joke because <laughs> he, all he did was ask me the number that we were on. And, and I, I got an essay. He got an essay, and it was approximately 11 minutes later. So, and he's looking at me like, I just asked the number, bro. <laughs> so I said, you, we got to talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> Everybody knows how bad the ADHD oh my gosh. is with the big Brian V. But yeah, With Joshua and Chris both on assignment, we have promised we will get through maybe five minutes of wrestling. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, no, we'll get through way more okay. than that. Because I went to three shows and got to call three different shows this week. Yeah. The main thing is... I'm going to let you, while I scarf the sandwich down, I feed, you know, I'll try not to go num, 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 while I'm eating, but um, I'll let you go ahead and start talking about the May Young Classic, which was the big thing, I it, think. This was probably the second biggest uh, article of news in the WWE world this week, um, the finals of the May Young Classic. We went over the first round two yeah. weeks ago, uh, Joshua and I did. When Joshua was here live. Yes. And he will be back live next month, but yes. we're going to save the... All the controversy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be back October 22nd, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible with dates, but uh, we'll go with right. a month. So a month sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he was here. We went over round one a couple weeks ago, if you haven't listened to it. And if you haven't watched the show, then, you know, you might want to skip over a little bit. It is unavailable on the network, so I apologize if I'm spoiling anything for you. Yeah, so if you don't want to know spoilers to the May Young Classic, then go ahead and fast forward maybe... Just a few minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Should be good. Well... First and foremost, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, Kyrie Sane is a G. Oh, uh, you know what? What was her name in the Independence? I would have to look it up. I honestly, I don't know. I'm going to look that up while before. Okay. Well, you go ahead. Kyrie Sane was in four matches in this tournament, rounds one, two, and three, and then the finals. Okay. Of those four matches, you could probably put any one of those four as your number one. How do you spell her first name? It's K-A-I-R-I. K-A-I-R-I. So Kyrie... K A I R I, two eyes, and saying is S A N E. Yes, but she is incredible. She had my fi- my personal favorite was her versus Tessa Blanchard in round one. Mm-hmm. Tessa Blanchard, obviously the daughter of Tully Blanchard. Um, it's incredible. It was my favorite match. It didn't get the the time I felt like it deserved. Um, that's my only complaint of it. Uh, but her other matches with Bianca Belair was great. Her finals with. Shayna Baszler uh, was solid. I, she did. She put in a lot of work. Uh, Shayna Baszler is very green still, um, at least in the wrestling world. Is this the 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 one? The I'm sorry, he did interrupt you. She, That's okay. Is she from India? The Indian girl. This isn't her, right? The the Indian girl's name is is Kavita Devi. Um, no, are you looking for Kyrie Sane? Yes. Her name. Her real name. Yes. Uh, I'll have to get that for you in a second. But, um, no, 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 no. I was trying to do it for us so you didn't have to. <laughs> long story longer, Kyrie Sane is incredible. Okay. Uh, her name is Karori Harusaro. She's a Japanese professional wrestler. Oh, okay. She, uh, she goes by the pirate gimmick. Uh, she, was, she was actually on her yachting team in high school. So she comes out with like a pirate hat. She comes out with like a, with a compass. 
And oh she's, my gosh, I think this is the one that used to feud with Asuka in Japan before Asuka came here. She might. And, and they said she was fantastic, if I'm not mistaken. She's, wrong. she's been great. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she's done in Japan. I am not a, you know, we, I wish I had Chris here with me who would, yeah. you know, clean all this up for us. Oh yeah, he'd be like, oh, that's such and such and she's spectacular. But yeah. she's got the most beautiful elbow drop I've ever seen. Mm. Ever. And I know it sounds simple, like, how do you, you know, modify an elbow drop? The way that she pinpoint accuracy and how she leans her entire body in it, mm-hmm. you know, she makes CM Punk's elbow drop look like, uh, I don't know what, what's the word, drizzling shits? Is that what you use? There you go, yeah. <laughs> um, she won the tournament, rightfully so. Would you say she was the MVP of the tournament? Oh, the easy. Bar? Easy, yeah. easy. Um, they could really, if they wanted to, put NXT women's division on her back, especially with Oscar getting po- called up mm-hmm. to the main roster, which was happened uh, two weeks ago in NXT, I believe. Yeah. So Oscar's going to Raw, um, but in the meantime, that kind of le- that leaves a huge hole, obviously in the uh, in the women's division on NXT, which I would like to bring up now. They've already signed about eight women, eight to ten women from the classic. Uh, some of them I'm really really excited for. Kyrie Say being one of them. There was actually a rumor that Kyrie Sane was actually going to be given the NXT title belt after she won this yeah. tournament, but they decided they want to they want her to win a match for the title, not a tournament for the title. I got you. Yeah. Um, which I understand, and I'm all in favor of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be take that's going to be taking place in November after Survivor Series. Uh, they're going to have a takeover Survivor Series in Houston in November. And so she'll get a title shot there. She will get the title shot. That what well, they didn't announce it then, but they announced it uh, on NXT. Mm. Uh, that she is a, a number one contender. That we're not sure exactly if it's going to be in a tournament, like a four way match, or if it's going to be one on one. Ember Moon's name keeps being brought up, who is also probably. Either way, that's a win for the fans. Oh, it's 100% a win for the fans. Uh, it's wonderful. Now, who else stood out, being that you've watched the um, entire thing that I watched about. I gotta be honest, two, three matches was all I was able to get. I had a busy, busy weekend. It's quite alright. Uh, there were some really great people that, people that you may know, people you may not. Um, Sarah Logan really impressed me, who is Crazy Mary Dobson. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been on NXT a couple times, uh, at, at house shows and things of that nature. From what you guys were telling me, she was not great when you first saw her back in the oh, day. Yeah, I figured we saw her when she was very first. But she was, what, 19? Maybe? Oh, she was a kid. Yeah, this was years ago. Yeah. So she did really, really well. Oh, yeah. uh, Bianca Belair did really well as well. She's got really long hair, and she uses it as a whip. Mm-hmm. And she finishes uh, matches with four fifties. I heard Josh complain about her hair as a whip thing. Yeah, <laughs> we were not quite sure if it's a if it's a legal weapon. That's not legal. Josh, yeah, he wouldn't have you about that. Well, it's funny because she used it once or twice in her first round match, oh, oh. and it was kind of like, okay, you know, it's not a big deal. She whipped the shit out of Kyrie Sane. New, like she had welts on her body, <laughs> and that's awesome. Well, Jr. was who was doing commentary was like, I don't know how to call this. Is this a legal weapon? And Lita's like, it's not foreign. <laughs> so, who has also been signed by the way? So Bianca Belair should be on NXT TV. Um, I liked Mia Yim a lot. Mm-hmm. Who is uh, who is Jade in TNA slash GFW? Is she Mia Yim here? Yes. Okay. Um, that's her, her ring name. That's her ring name. Yeah. Uh, she did really, really well. Who is not signed? She probably will not come back. She is not in anybody's radar, unfortunately. I don't oh, know that why. Sucks, man. I heard she had a good first round match. She had a good first round match, and she had a good second round match. She lost. Uh, I can't remember who she lost to in the Oh, to Shayna Baszler. Mm. And uh, who? Uh, Shayna Baszler. I want to be careful with my words because 
booked correctly, she could be the Brock Lesnar of the women's division. And I think that's kind of what they were hoping for with her UFC background and things of that nature. But a lot of people tell me it did. she hasn't translated well into professional wrestling yet. In my opinion, she has not. She's got... Now, I, you might need to help me out with this a little bit. Because in UFC, there are times where you, like, throw punches and kicks to basically to score points, not necessarily to inflict damage. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes she tries to do that in a ring... Yeah. And you could tell that she's not taunting a whole lot of might into it. Mm-hmm. Like, and obviously, you know, not everybody's going to throw a punch as hard as they can every single time in professional right. wrestling. However, you need to fake it a little bit. <laughs> um, and I feel you're like... she needs to throw a better work punch. Well, here's the problem. <laughs> well, here's the problem is when she does it, it almost feels like she's trying to score points on a UFC card, mm-hmm. not necessarily to inflict damage. Gotcha. Here's the bigger problem. Their opponents don't know that and are selling this damage <laughs> that shouldn't be happening. So when someone you know, flicks you in the arm, you know, gives you like a little flick with your fingers, mm-hmm. and you go, ow, this hurts on the top of your lungs, it's not very good. Yeah. You know, yeah. look, I understand this, how wrestling works. I understand I'm here for entertainment. Don't show me your fake. If, I don't mean to say fake, because I know it's a very kind of derogatory no, no, word. If you know what I'm saying. It's always been ridiculous since day one. It has. But at the same time, don't... Don't, don't show, show me what I don't already don't, don't, what I already know. <laughs> Um, don't pull back Oz's curtain. Yeah. See it. Uh, she also, outside of the finals, I did not think she sold very well. Mm-hmm. And she actually had a very good match with another girl named Mer- Mercedes Martinez, yes. who is in her mid thirties. And mm-hmm. she, but she's been a she's a fourteen year vet. I don't know much of her work. This was the first time I had seen her. Uh, but she was also kind of like an MMA style um, wrestler. It's been and it, a long time. Oh, you know the name. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know Mercedes, Mercedes. Okay, she was good. I liked her, and I hope she gets signed. She's not signed at the moment. Uh, I know 36-year-olds are kind of, you know, hard to upstart nowadays, especially in the NXT world. Uh, I don't know. I hope there's a space for her. I don't know if there will be, to be 100% honest. I think there should be. You know? She's good. I mean, if you can sign Bobby Roode and he just turned 40, you know? Yeah, I mean? it's true. It's just, you know, I, I, there's so many spots on the roster, though, too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... Um, but back to Baszler, she did not sell very well in her matches. Mm. Except when she got speared by Kyrie Sane, she immediately clutched her ribs, mm-hmm. which makes me think that she was actually legit injured because I hadn't seen her sell for three matches. Mm-hmm. And every single time she would breathe, she would crutch her... Like, even like when she would throw a kick, she, would, she was cr- clutching her rib. And I'm like, either she's really good at selling this rib injury mm-hmm. or she's hurt. Uh, either way, um, I think, you know, look, she's got room to grow by all means. Um, she's got the four horsemen. She's got the Ronda Rousey in her corner kind of thing, uh, which I thought they were going to fast track her, you know, Ronda Rousey as well, and try to get them up yeah. much earlier. Um, now it's looking more like a WrestleMania thing. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Joshua uh, a couple days ago on on a text message saying that what they're thinking about doing is I didn't see this, so I, I don't know the source, but Sasha Banks and Stephanie McMahon might start a feud. Oh, okay. And. That makes sense. What they're going to do is Sasha's going to, you know, get her four horse women, obviously, with Bailey, mm-hmm. Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch. And they're going to have the, uh, Stephanie McMahon's going to be like, I need to go find four more partners. And she's going to show up with uh, Rousey, Rousey and the other Baker. two. I don't know who else is in the four horse minimum. I apologize. Duke, Shannon yes. Baszler, and I don't know the fourth one. I'm sorry. I think uh, uh, it's Roddy Strong's uh, wife. Okay. Yeah. Or fiance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, because I've seen her around as well. Um, I don't know if they're any good in UFC. That's not my forte. And obviously, I know Rousey's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know she's been training in California for U- for a WWE run. 
Um, they want to sign her. They want to get her up. I don't know if she's ready yet. Somebody I don't... said she just got married to Travis Brown, so I'm not sure. Oh, if that's... I have no idea. So, Baylor's got some work to do. I can't imagine them not signing her because she has monster heat. I mean, she mm. the the fact that she uh, she beat Candice LeRae, which didn't which hurt a lot of indie fans' hearts because a lot of people like Candice LeRae. Well, that's she's she's the indie sweetheart. She is. She is. She's Gargano's wife, and they were kept playing that up and things of that nature. And then she put on the the rear naked choke and didn't let go. Like they, she tapped out and didn't let go. And Larray passed out afterwards. Oh, that's horrible. And then when they were, you know, after you know, you saw the Cruiserweight Classic, so you know, every after every match, the two people would be standing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Baszler was like, raised my hand, and the ref raised her hand, and she went over like when Candice Larray came out and just kicked her to the side. Oh. And so everybody went nuts, you know, especially the the smarky. Full sales crowd, which we can love to hate. Um, yeah, which you would like to go there and beat the shit out of them. I want to go and experience it, uh, but there are some of those cats down there who think they are way smarter than they really are. <laughs> but they're allowed to be wrong in their opinions. I think also down there, they think that they're more a part of the show than what they are. Agreed. I think it's been built that way, though. It has. I mean, even from the Adam Rose days, mm-hmm. I mean, that place went nuts for that dude. I don't, I don't know why, but you know, if you're gonna exactly. want to, if you wanted to build Adam Rose, you could tell him about the, his sick kid that they did on ESPN, and then you could build him that way. Yeah. Well, that's neither here nor there. Um, exactly. So Baszler has not signed. Um, oh, that's a shocker. It is. It was when I read it, I was kind of surprised. Um, she has canceled all her indie dates. Apparently, she was working with Shimmer fairly regularly, and she is no longer signed with them. Mm. So I don't know if she wants to come to WWE. I don't know if there's an offer, but as of this. Moment, no signings. Um, the other that have been signed that I've liked is Abby Lath, mm-hmm. who, a.k.a. is uh, Kimberly. Yeah. She is really, really good. That's not news to anybody. Well, the funny part is, like, <clears throat> she was the talk of the end. She had her 15 minutes of indie fame when she got smoked in the chair oh. in the heaven chair with Chris Dickinson, yes. Dirty Daddy, and then took the powerbomb. Yes. Everybody was all over that, man. Yes. And yes, in case you people are wondering... That was our podcast that Marcus Everett had a shirt on. Yeah. At the Big shout-outs to Marcus Everett. Yeah, for rocking the Back Row Heckler shirt at Wrestle... At, uh, Botchamania. Botchamania, which is our <laughs> Wrestlemania. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Botchamania, you know, talking about... I got to call that match live, by the way. And we... Went, the other half of my of my uh, commentary team took off running over to him. You can see that in the long version. Man, I went running over to him make sure he was okay. He didn't look okay. No, no. And the sad thing is he was fine. No, he worked the next night. Yeah, he was fine, man. <laughs> yeah. man I thought it was cool. I thought the floor was going to move. Everybody was talking about that, though. I mean, Oh, like, my God. I mean, I think, I know Cornette talked about it. I want to say, I don't remember who all talked, but there was a whole There was, uh, somebody said they showed a clip on, um, like, some kind of thing on ESPN. Oh, did they? Uh, yeah. I didn't catch the ESPN. I saw um, there was a, a Facebook group, uh, Wrestling Edge, mm-hmm. have their own podcast, and they were they had like their own little video segment, and they were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw obviously the interview with Botchamania, which Botchamania has been going on forever. Yeah, that's been going on for years. I think they're up to episode three hundred and fifty-eight or something stupid oh. like that. Um, Adam Mitzel is one of the leading contributors to Botchamania, <laughs> for better or for worse. Oh no, yeah, it doesn't matter if, there, if there's somebody could be a slight mess up in. And they will jump all over some Botchamania. Yeah. Botchamania, out of BMS, that was one of the things he loved to use. <laughs> so, yeah. thank you, Marcus. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Big shout-outs to Marcus. Um, so, yeah, there were some other people that I really liked um, in the Mayon Classic. Uh, 
Uh, this girl named Dakota Kai, I knew nothing of her from Australia. She's looking uh, really good. Tony Storm, another Aussie girl. Yep. Uh, she's 21 years old. Young, yeah. She is the best description I can give for her is an Alexa Bliss, but with in-ring talent. She oozes charisma. She's a friggin' rock star, but she's actually good. Mm-hmm. You know, no offense to Alexa. Alexa's still fairly green yeah. in the ring as well. Uh, I liked Jazzy Gabbert, who has not been signed, who yeah. is alpha female. Yeah, one of the things that uh, I gotta say about Alexa Bliss on that is that while she doesn't, may not be as catch as catch can, strong as lots of other female wrestlers or whatever. She does get a lot of good heat. She's got great heat, and I think that has a lot to do with her charisma. Yeah, and I think it has to do with the fact that she is able to pull off, even though it's kind of cheap-type heat, but, like, she'll beat on whoever she's going against. Oh, absolutely. Like, she's supposed to, like a heel's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of an old-school method, but it works for her because she's, you know, she's five foot tall. Yeah. And, I mean... In order to make it believable, she almost has to be mean and nasty. Mm-hmm. And when they turn her face, it's going to be an explosion. Well, it's interesting you bring up her height, because Kyrie Sane is only five feet one, mm-hmm. uh, who was also the... But they built her up almost like a Sami Zayn, where they, every match underdog, she was the underdog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I want to talk about Sami Zayn with you in a second. Um, <laughs> well, it's interesting where they're at right now with him. But real quick, I also liked Piper Nevin, who was, was the Viper on, yeah. in the indie wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um who has not signed, but they actually flew her in from Japan to put her in at ringside for the finals, which kind of was like, huh? I don't know why you would do that, but because she lives in Japan. Yeah. She works and lives in Japan, and because they recorded this, recorded the series, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, the finals only happened on Tuesday, and she was like front row, like she was sitting with Tony Storm and some of these other, uh, these women like Mercedes Martinez, you know, who have was not she, been signed. Hmm? Was she in the... Uh, in the tournament, though? Oh, Nevin? Yeah. Piper? Yes. Okay. And she's really good. I liked her match with Tony Storm a lot as well, uh, which Storm won. Um, I wonder if she's in. You said she's from Australia, though, right? Piper Nivens is uh, Scottish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there were, Tony Storm and uh, Dakota Kai are Australian. Are, is there a difference between Austria and New Zealand? There's not, right? Like they, there is. There, there is, but not... not it's to, like saying there's a difference between people in Louisville and Lexington. Louisville, yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, Fair. That, I mean, they New had, Zealand like, is a different country than Australia, right. but, I mean, it's the same continent, and it's, you know... Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we got talent from Cat all attack. over the world, Cat Attack. Uh, so, yeah, there were some other good matches in there. Um, go back and watch it if you haven't. Mm-hmm. It's it's solid. You do, not every match is going to be like, oh, my God. Um, I thought... I, thought they, um, I was hoping... I, this is what the one thing I heard though. Biggest complaint I heard was lots of people hope and things like that that right around the semi or the main is when you get your match of the tournament. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But yet, you know by that time the the cream is rose to the top, and you should get your match of the tournament in the semi or the main or somewhere around there. Sure. And they said that some of the open round matchups blew away the stuff you saw in the semifinals and finals. So I don't know. Um. Uh- it's a fair statement. I don't know if it blew away. It might be a little much. For, that's just my personal opinion. Because um, there were some terrible first-round matches. Yeah. They actually switched the the ending of a match. Do you know about this? Um, I've seen someone on Do you know who Marty Bell is? Yeah. She was in TNA for a little while. She's a Puerto, She's from the Dominican Republic and mm-hmm. rep, represented in New York City. Um, I've been told she's really good on the indies. Mm-hmm. Everything I've seen in Global Force slash TNA and her one match was absolute the worst. 
Um, she wrestled, um, I can't even remember her name, the girl that won. She's uh, Paul Ellering's daughter. Rachel Ellering. Yes, thank you. Uh, she was going by Rachel Powers, I think, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently mid-match, they actually switched. Uh, Marty Bell was supposed to win, uh, and then they called it switched midway through because Marty was getting all this offense in and nobody could care less. <laughs> it was like the crowd was dead. I almost fell asleep watching it. Marty Bell is not good. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's a fan of the show. She's not anymore. That's fine. I'm not a big fan of hers. Um, I thought Rachel uh, Ellering did okay. Uh, she's not signed either, ironically enough. Um, when I look at the list of people who are signed, there are some people on there. I'm like, I'm thinking some of these cats are enhancement talent, but you know, we'll see. Candice LeRae signed. Candice LeRae has not signed. Um, That's a shocker. It, she, it, look, she might. She's got. She's obviously got the appeal. She's got you know the, the indie fans behind her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's been a deal, but as of this recording, no, she has not signed. This the crazy Mary Dobson. Mm-hmm. She's been there already for probably close to a year. She's been signed for a while. Yes, her there's quite a few people in the Mae Young Classic that were already signed. Lacey Evans was another one. She's the Marine mm-hmm. that came out. She's been on uh, TV for a couple times. Now, <clears throat> as being a guy who watched this, and also watched the Cruiserweight Classic. Mm-hmm. And also watch the UK Classic. Yes. How would you rank them one, two, three? Oh, Cruiserweight. UK. UK. May Young. May Young. May Young's the worst of the three. And it's not... It's not a... It's not a... It's, like, it's not a... Uh, what's that word? You're not being negative against women. It was just... I'm not being negative against women. Um, it was... If it was a better quality, then you would say so, yeah. Partly, and I think it was also honestly partly because of the booking. Um... Because, like Joshua has said, said a couple of weeks ago, you can kind of tell WWE really wasn't quite sure what they were going to get with the Mae Young Classic. Mm-hmm. They were pretty sure they knew what they were going to get with the Cruiserweights. It looked like it was like they knew like the segments of which was the best match, which was the worst match, and they kind of figured it out from there. Yeah. Um, the British, uh, the UK Championship felt a little more planned out as well. You could tell that Pete Dunne was going to be in the finals from day one. Right. You know, kind of thing. You know, you could tell Tyler Bate was going to be a star. You know, you could tell Trent Seven. This... From what I understand, they've had three different outcomes before the event was even over. Um, this was originally planned was Tony Storm versus Kyrie Sane in the finals, with Kyrie Sane getting over Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. Then they changed it to Shayna Baszler because of the four horsemen thing, and then they were teasing the four horse women, and they were there was yes. a backstage segment where they got in each other's faces and things of that nature. Yeah. And Baszler was actually going to win because they wanted Baszler to you know do her thing yeah. last minute the day of it got switched to Kyrie Sane winning because Sane was the one that was officially signed and Baszler hadn't Vince McMahon himself made that decision according to Sports Gidea. Yeah. Um and then you had you know of course Kyrie Sane winning the whole thing which was this another switch so it felt like with those switches all happening I mean there were some talent there were some good first round matches that were that opened rather than later mm-hmm. you know and things of that I think they, they, the order of the matches wasn't quite well as well done yes um there's a girl from Britain who I liked, but I haven't seen much of. She was only in, she was in the opening match. It was Kaylee Ray is her name, okay. and she's worked for what culture wrestling. That's how I know her. Okay. Um, she's either British or Scottish. I can't remember. And you would love to see more. Of her I wanted to see more of her. Yeah. Didn't get to do it. Um, Dakota Kai actually won three matches, uh, and was in, or won two matches. Excuse me, and was in the semifinals. But her matches were very. She got beat on, and then last minute she oh, hit him with. Her. Well, she hit him with her finisher, which is a halluva kick, followed by the coup de gras. Mm-hmm. You know, so she hits hard and she hits fast. You know, that's her thing. You know, I thought she was kind of, I thought she was a little underutilized. You know, mm-hmm. 
I can't say anyone in the Cruiserweight class that got underutilized. I can't really, I mean, you can make the argument for a handful, but I wouldn't, you know, there were 32 women in this tournament. Yeah, I want to say. I don't think Zach Sabre Jr. is used right at all in the Cruiserweight There you go. And he was in the semifinals because he didn't win, right? <laughs> right? Right or wrong? Is that why he what, he wasn't utilized right? Because yeah. TJP beat him? Yeah. Or did, uh, or Grand Metalik, I apologize. I think Grand yeah, Metalik beat him. And then he went on to take him on the finals. So yeah. But, I mean. TJP got fucking buried. And I heard, well, that's not that's fair. The 205 kind of, got kind buried. Of I'm kind of happy that he said, uh, nah, mate, I'll be all right. <laughs> you don't want to see him on 205? I don't need that. I don't need that shit. I don't need to sign this contract. I'm making enough money. Well, if they had kept the 205 guys on NXT, I think it would have been better. Like, you can have, like, a merging mm-hmm. of the two divisions. I think it would have worked much better. Yeah, I talked to a guy this weekend. Uh, I'm not going to tell you which was his name because that's kind of dirty. I'm not going to do that. But he had worked at TP at a um, Global Force, Impact, TNA, Impact, whatever you want to call What it. are we calling it nowadays? Is it Global Force I think still? It's GFW. GFW? Yeah. I heard Anthem's trying to sell it again. Well, I think that. And Jarrett's now gone again? I don't know if he's still Global Force or not. I don't, I don't know. know how any of this works. <laughs> I know that he owned TNA for a long time, and then he sold it. Yes. And then he saw, when he sold it, they bought a... Like, somebody else bought it, and mm-hmm. it for a while. And then, then Anthem bought it and wanted to change it around, do all kinds of different things. They got a new logo. But then I heard, like, Anthem and Global Force became one or some shit. Uh... I mean, it's like, a there's, fucking there's mess. There's still an anthem sign, but it's global force, <laughs> so I don't know. It's an absolute mess. But, I apologize. I didn't mean I, to get you sidetracked that way. <laughs> I know, but there's so much. I've watched a few matches on there, man. And yeah, of course, they have some shitty. They, like their champion was Eli Drake, I think, a couple weeks back. Or it whatever. was. He won a tournament. He might still be the champ. I don't fucking know. But I've seen uh, OVE, which is Ohio 4K, mm-hmm. which is the Chris Boys, which is Dave and Jake. And I've seen them this weekend, too, at TPI. And Jay Chris is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, hey, Chris is he's, he's a goddamn animal, man, and he's way better than anyone gives credit for. And I know that you know people have said that oh, they don't like him, and you know in Reseda, California, they don't like those guys. Well, they probably don't like him because they don't kiss those fans' asses. The ones that come out and high five them and hang out in the parking lot and are best friends with them. Mm-hmm. And stuff. I mean, they're not going to be fake fucking douchebags. No yeah. offense. I'd rather have a wrestler and be like. What's up, B? Tell me to walk away and not not sugarcoat and stand around. And yeah. When he really I mean, doesn't want to talk. When to we him. went out there a couple years ago, I mean, fucking Phoenix from Lucha was playing rock paper scissor with one of my boys yeah. <laughs> for like ten minutes, and he was like, "If you win, you got to buy me a shirt." And he's like, "Oh, then I don't want to play no more," you know, yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. You know, they're businessmen, but they're also you know messing around in the in the arena oh, yeah. and you know selling shirts, you know, all that, throughout. That's their thing. The guys that have just fought each other are now like high fiving and best friends, you know, and yeah. hanging out. Kayfabe is dead in Reseda. No kidding. Way dead. Which is fine. Doesn't need to be alive there, in my opinion. The, the crazy thing is this is the first year where people weren't going crazy and going, okay, here's who we got for Bolo. We got this guy and this guy and this guy. And we don't know about who's going to, you know, even us, usually every every year about this time, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that neither you nor Not, Joshua neither one of going, us were here. Mm-hmm. was going there, and it was kind of like, I think Joshua was kind of a decision he wasn't going to go, so I didn't want to, like, if he was called in, I didn't want to rub it in his face and be like, okay, here's the competitors, and it's a two-night thing, and da, da, da. But I heard three things about Bola. As you said, um, it was the big cheese. The, the um, uh, Everybody loves him. I hate him. Who is it? Um, 
Oh, Meltzer? Didn't he say that this was his favorite bola of the last, like, ten years? Probably. I mean, he had... Uh, his rating system is, is silly. I don't, he's got five the five-star and then four and seven-eighths and four and three-quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it an A, B, or C, or D, or F, in my opinion. You know, you don't need to be given halves, in my opinion. But he gave... He, does, he hasn't given a five-star match to a WWE wrestling match since 2011. To give you an idea on what and kind of things he... he gave five stars to was CM Punk. And John Cena from Money in the Bank. That was the last one. Um, he gave, I want to say, four matches, at least four and a half stars. Out of at, this one. At, out of that weekend. Yeah. Um, because he, he, that's his promotion. I mean, it is. Um, you know, someone actually had like a meme on, on Facebook with uh, Meltzer's face with the clown from It and saying, Hey, look, there's a, there's a guy from Japan with an unknown name and he's got Meltzer going down into the sewer. <laughs> But anyway, it's kind of funny. Have you got to see it yet? I have not. Is Amanda interesting? Or she wants to. I don't. Oh wow! You're not not, not the scary movies or not the clowns. Both. Dude, you will like it. It's you don't think so? Not your type of stuff. I'm not a Stephen King fan. I know it breaks your heart me, when I say me, that. Me and you can't be friends. Anymore. I know. I know. You know that I'm a huge Stephen King. That's fan. why I said it. You're a fucking asshole. That's what I'm here for, buddy. Piece of shit. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Shawshank. That's about it. Oh, you didn't like Stand by Me? I haven't seen it. We're doing the podcast. <laughs> We're going to start the podcast. What has Matt not seen? Good old Doc Martin wanted to start a while back. We're going to call Doc and see if he still wants to do that. Yeah. We're only going to charge him like 100 bucks podcast. There you go. Let's do it. No, but uh, I'm serious. It was, it, it, it was very good. I felt bad because I've been burning the oil at both ends. Um, not trying to, to woe is me or sound like you or like some motherfuckers that I know are all the time. But um, Wednesday, I drove to Indianapolis and back to get the new shirts. So I would have them for the weekend, mm-hmm. you know, so I could uh, try to turn the shirts because <clears throat> the back row hecklers have a very large endeavor happening uh, on ten twenty of next month. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that the very next podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, uh, I rode there, and uh, thank you to Big Doug for riding with me. I give him a lot of shit on here, and me and him go at it a lot. And sometimes I jump <laughs> the gun on him, and I'm mean. But, I mean, me and him don't see eye to eye because, okay, like, I see this amazing TPI show, and he's out in front of the place going, wouldn't this be better if I had a better production value? And people are like, well, yeah. And he's giving high fives and going, aha, I'm pointing at me. And I'm like, you can do that all you want. It doesn't make me feel silly, and it's not going to make me feel different. I don't understand the, the connection. I apologize for the uh, heat. Because he talks about how he would much rather have a good production value and a few shitty matches on a card than have a card full of fantastic matches. And I say that it matters more when the bell rings, what the people do inside the ring, in the, the indie world, it absolutely matters, you know, on the quality of matches. Yes, that, that that's the main thing, is if, in the indie world. Yes, yeah. if you want to go to WWE just, and say it's shitty production, I mean, it could be all fun and games. It, it, it's really, it doesn't make a difference. I mean, if you watch... production, then you work hard and you join Ring of Honor, or you go to TNA. Right. TNA's production, what are you talking about? They have better production than any indie fed out there. Yes. But yet, uh, he doesn't watch that every week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's a 100% fair. And and so for him talking about production, you know, and, and I understand that's the way they feel. 
and like um, another thing, and this is who like, is they, they? And give me names. They. I will. I will get them. <laughs> it's a bunch of different people. I'm just there. messing with no, you. No, and it, it's also done to to make pull me get down you. a couple pegs because they feel like you know I. I You've got the god complex going on or something. That's shit. what they. Yeah, that's what they say. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it either. I really don't. I mean, you know, I think I'm an alpha male, but I'm not. That was your last time. Yeah, you told Joshua too. He thought that was really funny. <laughs> Sorry, did. buddy. Oh, he did think he's like, oh, that was so good, kid. He goes, when Matt gets those zoom, when Matt zooms, man, he zooms right in like zing bot, zing, <laughs> zing. But that was some good shit. Um, like I was discussing with Bobby, like me and you've had this discussion many a times, and I understand your point of view, but in the grand scheme of things, for the most part, like ninety percent of the part. Wins and losses really don't matter in wrestling. But they matter. The 10% that does matter matters a lot, and it matters for the reasons that that I can see your point of view on why they matter to you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I would sure. never down you for saying that. But you know yourself that nine times out of ten wins and losses don't fucking matter. They don't. Yeah, you know that. I, but, I mean, it's what, what it's like Al Snow used to say. You know, how many fights have you won in wrestling? Zero. You know, yeah. that's like one of those. And I get it. You get that. But at the same time, they mean something to you. Well, when it comes it, it, to your favorite guys. Well, because, but not just my yeah. favorite guys. I feel like if a guy keeps losing, it's hard for me to keep in, emotionally invested into some of these guys that I like. Oh, see, but if it's somebody that I like and they're chasing a title and the, and the hill keeps cheating and, and they keep losing, it makes me even want, want well, to chase it more. You know? my, I'm like, come on, man. I the, can't wait for this guy to win the belt. The perfect example I can give for the wins and losses mattering, not mattering, right now is mm-hmm. Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just going to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, he is the underdog from the underground. That's his gimmick. That's his thing. And when he keep, like you said, keep chasing the champion and things of that nature, and he keeps losing, or the heel keeps beating him, and heel tactics and things. Like that, I get it. Him losing two straight weeks to Aiden English, who is doing nothing right now, yeah. doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, now I talked to Joshua about this, and I was like, now maybe this could be a platform to push Aiden English. Yeah. And Joshua looked at me and went, "Are you fucking stupid? You think Aiden English is going to get a push before Sami Zayn's getting pushed?" I said he's my. Uh, he's already had push his he, push. The only push he had really was when he got pirate. Kevin Steen came yeah. and him on the apron. And he got the NXT belt. You know, I mean, he I could see done. Aiden English getting a belt before Zane. I could see him getting it before Ty Dillinger. You know, and I love Ty. Yeah, I love Ty. If you're gonna make Ty lose a bunch, but if he's seen every single week, but all here's of the problem: are like they're six thirty seconds long, and yeah. he loses all of them. I mean, there's yeah. been you know four or five weeks in a row. Where Ty doesn't wrestle. Talk about enhancement fucking talent. Oh, it breaks my heart, man, because I love Ty. I mean, even your your favorite Corey Graves was like, I've known Ty Dillinger for 10 years. He's the hardest working man. Corey Graves is my fucking favorite kid. The Miz could both fucking drown tomorrow. Yeah. In their own pile of. So if the Miz and Corey Graves are drowning, which one do you save? You just drive the boat away. No, man, I don't wish wish that kind of thing. I'm not fans of either one of those guys. And Joshua. Uh, to be so smart, I want to understand what he sees in that guy. I want somebody the to Miz? explain it to me. Yeah, I want somebody to explain it to me in terms that that I can understand from my point of view, and nobody has been able to yet. So, charisma wise, the Miz has probably had one of the best years of any WWE oh, guy sure. this year. For sure, he has His been, been through the incredible. Charts. People have been tuning. Some people told me they tuned this mic down just to see what the Miz is going to say or do. I don't think something. I don't tune in to see what The Miz will do. I won't fast forward when The Miz is on TV. I mean, mm-hmm. The Miz, you know, he had this announcement this past Raw where he, he and Maurice are expecting their first child. Great. 
and he had his thing, and he he, he was doing all this. He actually had, like, some decent, you know, like, real work, human yeah. emotion yeah. into it and things of that nature. And then Enzo Amore cut him off, and The Miz went ballistic, saying, this is why nobody likes you, this is why you get thrown off of buses, which is real, this is why nobody wants you in a locker room, you're getting The Miz treatment. The only difference between you and me is, is I have talent and you don't. For me, I was kind of like, I kind of see behind the, the curtain a little bit here. Now, I don't yeah. know if that was written or not. No, nah, but it seemed like a shoot, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, like when you when he does things like that, like his whole feud with Daniel Bryan last year mm-hmm. and things of that nature, saying, you know, making fun of how Bryan can't wrestle and anymore. Like, and well, if you love it so much, why don't you get back in the ring, Daniel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see that. I enjoy that. That, to I me, too, now I'm invested in the match. And then I realized, oh, shit, The Miz is wrestling. I don't want to watch it anymore. Yeah. I don't want to watch the match itself. I've never, I've never, <laughs> I've never watched a Miz match and been like, Damn, man, that was fucking good. I've never, and I ain't trying to be a dick. He's I've, had good matches, but you I'm have not to. Saying he has it, but I'm you saying. have to look at who he's wrestling. He's never carried a match that I can remember. He has never carried a match. And he was in the worst, probably possibly one of the worst WrestleMania matches of all time, main events. I mean, Which some would say is his fault. Some would say it's not because he got concussed in the first thirty I seconds I keep of the match. Every time he now, got concussed, and there's one person in particular that it's so funny because. They're jumping up and down. I'm not going to say who the name of this person is. They're jumping up and down and going, The Miz right now is the absolute best thing on SmackDown. And then two or three other people are like, Facts, facts. It's a, it's a fact. That they The Miz the is the best thing? Smack- yeah, he's the best thing on SmackDown. Okay? Um, and then, Raw? <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to, He's no, on Raw now. That's what they said. And then, so, Sorry. Yeah, is he I don't on mean Raw to, now? Yeah. But this is when he's on SmackDown. Okay, fair. Changed over. Yeah, because he hasn't done a whole lot in Raw. Okay, that's probably why. Right. Yeah. And so, was there, while they're saying this, I'm like, "You guys are fucking drunk." You know, AJ <laughs> Styles was on SmackDown, and AJ was on there at this time. Yeah. And so we're going out to eat, and I'm not gonna say who we went out to eat with. We went out to eat with the guy who is in the business and who is um, uh, he's pretty high up in the business. He's he, uh, I was going to give it away, but he, he's traveled to Japan. He's, uh, when he comes to the States, you know, and such. But anyway. <laughs> he goes to Six Flags? Exactly, yeah. So when he came, he came to us, we're all sitting, eating, we're eating Hooters. And um, I was like, tell him what you told me. Say the exact same words. He's like, I just said The Miz has the best charisma going right now. And uh, I was like, no, no. You said word for word, The Miz is the best thing on SmackDown today. And he's like. I agree with that. That's, I, that's I, agree. <laughs> I agree with that. And then look over, he look over, and the guy goes, Are "You fucking serious?" AJ Styles is on SmackDown, dude. Yeah. And they both sit there, the two guys that were giving me shit, standing mm-hmm. up screaming. And now, now shut the t- fuck up and sit down and say a word. I was like, no, no, no. Start bring telling it, him it, he's it. wrong. Yeah. Read him the fucking riot act. Mm-hmm. You know. But I'm the asshole. Mm-hmm. But I'm the asshole because it's always two or three of them jumping on my shit. And. It, the other thing about the Miz is I will watch him lose matches. I do as he a he, from a lose, yeah. from a from a kayfabe point of view. Mm-hmm. I enjoy when you know, especially because he is a really good heel and the like way he builds his, him get his come up. It's, I do enjoy that. Yeah. You know, and he's good at taking it for whatever that's worth. Uh, I, bet um, he, I bet he is. And now behind <laughs> the scenes, I've heard he does a lot with like just like John Cena does with the kids and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I've also heard he does a lot. Business wise, to help WWE get to the next level. Yes, that I respect. Yes, I respect the fact that he's a safe wrestler and has never injured anyone in his tenure at Wrestle. At, at yes, um, I think he's what twelve years in the business now. Yeah, he's never hurt anybody, um, which is he's great. He's been hurt, but he hasn't been hurt enough to miss to miss an extensive amount of time. Yeah, yeah like he got the concussion, you know. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. But 
I'm just not a fan. I mean, and you don't have to be. I'm not about to tell anybody why they should be a Miz fan. Believe me, that's not my place. I'm not trying to shoot him. It's just funny because everyone always throws him up to me because they know because they know it gets you going, and that's why I do do that with Cody Rhodes. But I don't do that anymore because I'm a Cody fan now. After going to Glory Pro and seeing him let that uh, child, the kid had. I'm not gonna say the kid was sick. I know he was sick with something, but. uh, he looked like he had the bald head from you know where his hair fell out. But mm-hmm. not, he could have just had a bad haircut. I don't know. Yeah. But he anyway, <laughs> he let he let the kid pin him and win the Ring of Honor World Title. Yeah. And after that, and seeing him lay on the ground, splat out, and this kid getting and the kid's eyes get this big, like huge, yeah, back. getting all excited. And I thought to myself, how in the world could I ever be mad at Cole Carter Rhodes ever again? Mm-hmm. And I loved his daddy, and that's part of why I hate him. You know. Well, he's not his dad. I know, but that like, and I know that's all tough. Tough boots to fill. I mean, oh, Co- yeah. Dusty Rhodes' boots to fill. You've been kidding me? Yeah. And, I mean, I like the. I think Goldust is such a better entering performer. Entering mm-hmm. performer. And the, then Cody. Lots of people disagree with that and say, you know, no, he's not. You know, but. And, but if you, you have, look at both of them in their prime, it's an interesting argument to make because they are very different in ring styles very as well. Very different, yes. Um, I mean, and, and Cody, when, uh, even when Dustin was doing. The Dustin Runnels gimmick before in WCW yeah. before he went and became Goldust, mm-hmm. and dude, they 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 basically Vince didn't like Dusty Rhodes, and when his kid came over, I mean, for one, he gave Dusty Rhodes polka dots and made him come out to he's a common man, yeah. you know, and he gave him, you know, uh, was that it, Sapphire? It, was yeah, his uh, ballet? He made it work. Yeah, he made it work so good, and then he gave his son the Goldust gimmick, mm-hmm. which was like supposed to be. It was predated Marilyn Manson, so I'm not going to say that. But he, yeah, when Marilyn Manson came on the scene, I mean, he was coming out in drag and doing all mm-hmm. these other things. But he was always androgynous, if you know what I mean. Yes. And he pulled it off with amazing colors. I he did, and he had some solid runs, too. With oh the Intercontinental Tiber were great, man. Piper, I think, I want to say it was SummerSlam or WrestleMania. Which one it was, was SummerSlam, I believe, where he did, like, the black half of his... Oh, no, that was something else, where he covered half of his face in black paint. Yeah, 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 that was... But there was... That uh, was uh, with Bad News yeah. Brown. No, with, with the Bronco, when they were tracing each other. Oh, yeah. That fucking freeway. Yeah, and then they had the backlight bra- back lot bra- Hollywood brawl. Yeah. Oh my so gosh, good. dude! They beat the shit out of each other. So good. Yes, and people don't ever give you know the, you don't give anyone the credit for that. You know, to his, to his defense, Cody did do everything he could to get everything over, like Stardust and everything else that he could get. Every gimmick they gave him. It was WrestleMania the, 12. I don't mean to. Wrestle, no, was fine. the backlock brawl. Yes. So it was WrestleMania. Yes, I love it. I mean, I don't get it me so. wrong. He was wrestling Roddy fucking Piper. Come on, man. Oh, I get you know it. Saying, but but there's no reason why he's fighting Roddy fucking Piper. You know, it's he, because he can go, too. Yes. And I think that they're both the Rhodes boys. I think that their daddy is super proud of them. Mm. Um, we've been going a little longer than we should, but I have to get into... you got to go into your indie shows. Yes, man, because I went Because I got to know. I had three, man. I went to three this week, and they were... Uh, there was actually, what, like I started to earlier, Wednesday, and I got to Doug. We went and picked up... The brand new Back Reckless t-shirts, hmm. which are almost sold out. But the new run will be coming, so if you want one, hit me up, Brian Vincent, on Facebook. Or, yeah, that's way better than Instagram, because I don't even check Instagram. Hardly. No, I, I try to. I love Instagram, too. It makes me so much happier than Facebook. It does, because there's so much drama, and then you get lost. Do you know what happens to me every single time I'm, I'm messed with Facebook? You get mad? It's sad. No, I get mad. I don't get mad. I, well, I get stuck reading comments, and then, <laughs> or, or then... 
I get in a loop of YouTube videos. You know that? <laughs> where, like, you see somebody post a video and you watch it, and then the next one after it shows up. So you watch it. Yeah. And then you just get in that loop. Into a loop. Yep. And then also, there. they have, I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups that sell the things that I like, action figures, comic books, toys, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I, I get to looking in there and like going, oh, well, I should get the, I don't want to spend the money, never mind. Yep. And look up, it's like, oh, I've been on Facebook looking at toys for 35 minutes now. Yep. Oh, I shit, works there. something else. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But um, went and got the shirts, didn't get home till late because they weren't going to be done till like midnight in Indianapolis, which is an hour and 50 minutes, I guess. Yeah. Five. So there and back was looking almost four hours. But we, me, and, me and my friend Doug, and he is my friend, we had a good time, we talked. I think we uh, we got some of the beefing that we had out of the way and got everything straightened out. That's good. And the very next night was the first night of the 2017 Ted Petty Invitational put on by IWA Mid-South. And if you're listening to this podcast, then you've probably seen the, the oh, she's ready to rock, see her arch. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, you've probably seen, there hasn't had any memes hit yet because the DVDs, supposed to come out this week that's how quick they're going to get them out this week yeah no with shit. blu-ray yeah there are like night one was already done by the time that they got to uh is it available to, for purchase uh i don't know if it's up on smart mark yet or not but uh, i know that they was they switched off from the normal guy because they're wanting to make sure they capture the blu-ray market got it um my night one match by far though here's the thing i got i went out at last break and ask it. This is before the Dave Chris Jake Chris match. Mm-hmm. And ask everyone, which there was eleven matches, of course, first night because the whole first round. Jesus, Christ. I'm sorry, twelve matches. That's a lot of wrestling. Yeah, that's a lot of wrestling one night. Were there any non no, Ted no, no, Petty was, matches? Yeah, no, night one, twenty four people. Okay, so, so you gotta gotta match, sort them out. Whole, and... Yeah, the whole first round was done that night. Okay, so we're eleven matches deep. No one's seen Jake and Dave Chris yet, and I'm like, okay, you know, taking a poll. What's the match of the night? To my friend Mouse's credit he did say I have too many to pick from I can't pick you I just can't and um, uh, my friend my son Hunter's friend Dory she's my friend too I like her and her dad both they were kind of like on the fence but they gave a couple of choices you know um, there was not a clear cut winner of match of the night though. well no there was two other people that said that but there, in my eyes the clear cut winner of match of the night was Jonathan Gresham Anthony Henry it was exactly the kind of match that I like um John Anthony Henry we've had on the podcast before. He was on, I want to say, episode 104. Okay. And uh, he's a 15-year veteran. He's uh, had one half of the tag team champs with Evolve. Oh, nice. And he has, uh, his transition game is almost as good as Gresham's. And him and Gresham, like, were, you know, like you see in PWG and places where people will catch somebody in, like, a knee bar when they're coming off the top rope for something. Yes. Or catch somebody, like, in an arm bar or catch somebody in a funky... I've seen moves I've never seen before in a wrestling ring. And that's what marks me out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Sure. Done well. I was just looking up to see who Anthony Henry was because I wanted to make sure I had the face correctly. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, uh, he's, uh, but he's been around like 10, 15 years. I mean, he's really good. Uh, Ace Perry, who's been on here multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, his biggest, the biggest match I've seen him in since Jimmy Jacobs in like 2014, he took on Shane Strickland. Kill shot. Kill shot. Yeah, in Lucha Underground. And everybody was busting my balls because they were like, Shane Strickland is the best wrestler in the tournament. And I'm like, you fucking guys are nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the most popular maybe right now. 
Probably. But, yeah, most with popular. the fi- with the field that you were telling me, that's the probably yeah. probably the most popular. He was the first guy signed. He's like he's the he's the best one I hear, man, by far. By far. And I'm like, when they say best, that's when That's when your antenna goes up. Yeah, the <laughs> best. Motherfucker, you better be ready to defend your position. Because <laughs> you know? I got three guys that might be better. Yeah, well, especially when you're talking about Jonathan Gresham and, and Anthony Henry, 15-year veteran, mm-hmm. and Congo Kong. I mean, you got all these other guys who may not be a different style than Shane Strickland, but they're still good. Shane Strickland is so precise with so many things. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why he's so fluid, and he has that swagger and that swerve about him. But him and Ace Perry, I mean, if there were... If, it was very, very close between that and the um, Jonathan Gresham match. I mean, it was like one and one A and one B for me. But that was another one. But then we had Gary J against Homicide. I mean, there was just match after match yeah. of guys just. Beating. David Starr was in the oh, was yeah, in the I tournament. He took on the first night, but he was getting people were saying he had matched the night. Really? Oh yeah. Was he against a demon? Shane Marshall? I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just off the top, mm-hmm. you know, I apologize, I don't have it in front of me, but oh, no, yeah, that's who it was. I mean, there were so many matches. Uh, uh, Eddie Kingston? We called 20, I called 25, or I don't know, like 29 matches, I think, mm-hmm. or 25 matches, something like that, in two days. Mm-hmm. I mean, it gets jumbled and mixed up. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Kingston took going, he had a couple of big matches. I saw he took on uh, Zodiac. Yes, in one of them, was, I follow some of these guys on uh, Facebook, and that's so how I know. Fucking outstanding. Was it? Yeah. Cool. They beat the living shit out of each other. And Kingston came and did commentary, which I have pictures on Facebook and stuff because that dude's cool as shit, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> man, yeah. That was whenever he shows up in the commentary booth, I'm a happy man. I don't. <laughs> I scoot over. Spider Nate Webb had a fantastic match, man. I mean, there was just so many different things that went on. Um, I forget who it was. Somebody in the second night. The second round, Eddie Kingston got powerbombed on the concrete floor. No shit. Yeah, and Homicide come out and was trying to help him and everything, and he had a big old goose egg. It was awful, man. Yeah. And I mean, just straight up powerbombed on the concrete floor. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Do you want results or things? Would it yeah, help you? Yeah, you tell him that's fine. Uh, round one or round two? Go for it. Just read it off real quick. Well, because we got... You know, night one. Night All right, let me back up for a second, because I see night two in front of me. Yeah. Tonight's the night. Hold on. I apologize. Give me two seconds. Uh, directions, tickets. Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, Zodiac took on Calvin Tankman, which was some people's match of the night. Though, though, both guys left there beaten and bloodied. Yeah, Kingston versus uh, Spider Nate Webb. Excellent. Excellent. Legendary Larry D versus Congo Kong. Which people? A lot of people said that was a match of the night. <laughs> Lone Wolf Davy Richards versus Jonathan Wolf. Lone Wolf did not show up. No. Davy Richards no showed. No uh, call, no show? Um, or do you not want to go into it? Or He called, but he is an AMT in real life. And supposedly there was, he had to be, maybe be called in. But the night before he had said he was going to be there. So oh. needless to say, the powers that be were a little bit irritated about sure. that. Sure. Um, Devin Moore, who just had some controversy about 30 days back, he took his place in TPF. Okay, so nice. good. He went and did his 30 days in rehab in mm-hmm. and he, he came back in TPF. Nice. And he had an excellent match in the second round, but yeah, go ahead. Cool. He then you had one Jonathan Wolf in the first round. Yep. Uh, Mercer versus David Starr. That was one. Uh, oh, that was one. Um, another one that people said was the best match of the night. Jonathan Gresham versus Andrew Henry. Ace Perry versus Shane Strickland. Oh, yep. All those. Uh, the Undead Bride, Sue Young versus the hardcore diva, Ludark Shaitan. Yeah, that 
was so is that girl two, on girl? That's the two girls that were in They the took on each other. Yeah. Oh, they good beat for them. The shit out of each other too. Did they too? Yeah. And then uh Homicide versus Gary J? Yeah. Of course, uh the Chris brothers taking on each other. Yeah, Jake that Chris was versus the Dave event Chris. Of the first of the first night. And so the baddest man alive Aaron Williams versus the anarchist Eric Cannon. Yes, and people talked a lot of good things about that too. That was only night 1. Yeah, that's just night one. That's dude. incredible. Yeah, I had to call all those, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was. And they had a couple of matches that were non-tournament on night two. We had, I think, like three or four actually. That were. They had an eight-man tag, and then Nate Webb versus Space Monkey. Yes, which uh, people love that. Yeah, it was like kind of comedy thing. Nice. And the eight-man tag was absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, and then I think there was a tag match too. It was um, Anthony Henry and. Don't bother me it's an eight. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. That is a tag match. Anthony Henry and Shane Saber. Yeah. Versus Lou Dark and Gary J. Yes, and it was it was absolutely crazy. And then you basically had some of the guys that you know either didn't compete on night one or may have lost on night one. Yes, doing so an I eight think man Cole tag. Roderick is the only one in that group that didn't compete at night. One. That is correct. Yeah. Everybody else competed night. Yep. Eric Cannon, Jonathan Wolf, Shane Mercer, and Calvin Tickman took on Dave Christ, Cole Roderick, Ace Perry, and Congo Kong. Hold on, I'm sorry. As you chew, um, you want to finish your thought there? <laughs> you know what i got to say this. You have to get this match just to see how fucking stiff IK3 Jonathan Wolf and Dave Chris. It was more Dave Chris beating the shit out of Wolf. Yeah. But it was absolutely almost looked like UFC. Is Wolf fight. under his tutelage or is that someone else? No, no, no. He's not a Cole Radigan. Cole Radigan. Okay, I apologize. Yeah. I know yeah. those those two are close, correct? Yeah, they're, they're good buddies. Okay. Yeah, he blocked. Wolf's eye was black. It was nasty. Yikes. It was nasty. That bad. Yeah. So, and then round two, mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston versus Zodiac. Shane Strickland versus Dave Christ. Dave Christ? Christ? Jake Christ. Christ. <laughs> Sue Young versus Homicide. Mance Warner versus Larry D. Devin Moore, Jonathan Gresham. So that was night two. Holy crap. No, there was even more. That was just the, the semi. The that was the semi. Quarterfinals. And then was there, and then the semis and the main was that night as well? Mm-hmm. So that w- that's only what was on the card. So I apologize for what else happened because oh, yeah, it's not on their Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, except for the the winner was the baddest man. Mm-hmm. He took on Jonathan Gresham. And was that the main? Yes, Jonathan Gresham. Jake Crist and Aaron Williams in the main event in a three-way dance. Nice. Don't want to. If you didn't know, uh, I hate to spoil it for you, but the baddest man alive, Aaron Williams, who walked in the IWA Mid South Heavyweight Champion and defended the belt throughout the whole tournament and left the champ. Nice. With twenty-four competitors. That's incredible. It was insane. That is not a shit match on the whole card. But you want production. Hmm? But you want more production. (laughs) <laughs> right, just just to sum it all up. I was I was I was angry, man. I, Sorry, I was. We'll leave it there. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I apologize. Yeah, I know what no, I'm doing. Okay. I shouldn't do that. The second night, man, I was upset about that. And then last night, Saturday night, there's more. King of the Crimson Mass 2.0. Is this all in the same place, by the way? Yes. Okay. All, all in the, the arena. All of you made south. All at the place where you've been to. Oh, the, the flea market. Camp. Yeah, but it's all redone now. It's all. Oh. Back. They have the. Uh, they have their own area in the back. They have their own concession stand built up, a ticket booth. Oh, well, that's uh, nice. Yeah, they, uh, I'm not going through and looking at, you know, things that I don't want to buy. Oh, they you still do that. Okay, cool. it's in the back of the place. Now. Oh, so nice. So I got to go through all that other stuff. And you're kind of like, babe, I want... No. It's open. <laughs> it's open now. Like, during the shows, you can go buy stuff. Oh, that's cool. Floor. Yeah. 
It is cool. It's really cool. The people, the new owners are really, really nice. Nice. Um, night two was death matches, and the finals. The, the death the, matches. The, yes. Never heard of them. The main event was <laughs> Blades of Mass Destruction, which was scissor boards. A what? A, a scissor board. a scissor board? It's a... Part of my ignorance, uh, listeners. I don't know what... <laughs> with scissors sticking out of the top of it. Like, oh, it's literal. I thought there was like some metaphor or something. It's actually literally scissors, scissors sticking out of the a... top of it. Yes. Okay. Opened scissors. Oh, good. Because I would hate for them to be closed. people lay on each other. Let people get... Yeah. And a... You know, little little razor blades that you put in like the old kind of, kind of razors that you can buy in the store. Yeah, like, razor blades. They had those a board with those sticking uh, out. And uh, then they had a skid, like you see at Walmart, with a hundred gusset plates attached to it. Mm. And then bats with gusset plates, and then bats with thumbtacks. And they had a board with pencils. Oh my god! Oh yeah, sharpened <laughs> pencils sticking out of the board. Why? Oh man! It Why? Was, oh man! As people were hitting this, there was so much cringing, and oh. there was piles of blood everywhere. Oh my god! Um, the crazy thing was that J.C. Rotten, Born Bad, and Insane Lane took on the girls. They took on um, uh, the Pumpkin Queen Sage Sin, who is the daughter of. Hardcore legend Supreme from the West Coast and uh, Ludark Chartan. And I don't know if she got knocked out or what the problem was, but Ludark got eliminated from the match because mm-hmm. it was tag team, but it was total elimination. Oh. She come back in and she's like trying to fight with JC Rott, and, and they're like, the ref's like, you've been eliminated, you've been eliminated. And she's you like, know? no. No, she just kept wanting to fight. <laughs> and so, like, JC takes her out, and she's laying there, and she looks at it up at him, and she's, like, cussing at him through the mask, and she's Mexican, so you can't hear some of uh, Spanish, I'm sorry, and you can't hear some of She is Mexican, saying. so she speaks Spanish. <laughs> you got it, there you go. And so she's flipping him off and going crazy. He has this pane of glass, mm-hmm. okay, like you would put in your window, mm-hmm. and it has sheer tape gusset plates to the front of it. Oh. He smashes it. I mean, she has a, ma- a mask on, mm-hmm. but he smashes it across her face. Jesus Christ. And after it happens, she's down. I mean, mm-hmm. She doesn't move for, like, forever. And then she crawls over. The hard cam sides are right in front of me. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we're in a booth, but still. She crawls to the left-hand side of that, and I watch her reach under her mask and pull out like a three-inch piece of glass. Jesus Christ. From her head and throw it down. I think to myself, it had to come from that big sheet of glass. Yeah. It was absolutely insanity, man. Good grief. There was so much blood. And you can purchase this? You can purchase <laughs> this. This is King of the Crimson Mask 2.0. It was absolutely insane. Um, big shout-out to former person on the uh, podcast last night in New Jersey at the Nick Gage Invitational 2. Uh, Matt Tremont had his last... He has a couple of hardcore matches left, but he did his last death match. Is he done? Uh, no, he's going to do some... He's got a few other matches scheduled and stuff, but he's... But he's done with IWA? He's done... No, this was at the Nick Gage Invitational. Which is in New Jersey. It was in New Jersey, yeah. Okay. For Game Changer Wrestling. And um, the Friends of the Podcast, uh, uh, the Rejects went down there. Uh, okay, Kevin cool. Murdoch, and then Mouse, the photographer went down there and then Doug drove down there with him and that was all last night Saturday night and um, 
That's a long drive for some wrestling. Well, yeah, New Jersey's, man. It was like, I want to say 11 hours, almost 10, 10 11 hours, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Yeah, that's about right. And they they went, they drove to, uh, I want to say how New Jersey, I could be wrong. I don't know New Jersey very well, but yeah. being from New York, I didn't want to go to New Jersey. It's the, like your mortal enemy over there, ain't it? It's not like it's a mortal enemy. It's like uh, Louisville, Louisvilleans, mm-hmm. Kentuckians, feel about Indiana. That's the best comparison I can give it. Yeah. It's not that we hate you, we just don't want you to go there. Yeah, you can... Believe you me, I tell people, hey, man, come over the bridge to watch wrestling there. I ain't, I ain't driving. The I ain't driving over the bridge. <laughs> I'm not going to Indiana. But stay tuned after this podcast. We promise you forever the Jeff Cobb interview. Mm-hmm. Yay, I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Only took Manawa and class and four of the people to help me, but we did finally find it. Mm-hmm. And so that will be heading, that will be uh, coming your way soon. Mm-hmm. And, um, Joshua's going to be back here next month, yep. and class is going to be back here in a couple weeks. Or two or three weeks. Yeah. And I'm going to try to have a couple, go back to the old format and have a live guest in the studio if I can next week. Dope. Oh, I'm sorry. Next uh, week, two weeks. Two weeks, yes. Next week we're going to be taking off. Hopefully we'll have some interviews for you guys. Yep. Uh, and we can throw those up for you dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, next week is, is it Hell in a Cell? Uh, Hell in a, uh, No. Uh, no Mercy is actually tonight. Oh, um, it is? No Mercy. That's the Raw pay-per-view tonight. Um, oh, that's the one with Cena and... And, and, and Reigns. Yeah. Um, I know that was tonight. I thought that was next week. I okay. think it's tonight. Let me Google this before I start talking all some nonsense. Yeah, I thought it was next week. I could be wrong. Uh, upcoming professional pay-per-view. Produced by WWE. But place takes place September 24th. So it is next Sunday. I okay. apologize. I'm oh, no, talking no. out my ass. No, that's okay. You can tell how long it's been since I've watched a full episode of Raw, huh? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um... But it is next next Sunday. I'm not super stoked about it, so I wasn't even about to bring it up. Yeah, we won't be here for that paper for the yeah. to talk about it. I am a little okay. excited for Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. I must admit, if there's anything that I can take away from Raw over the past year or so, it's the build up of Braun Strowman has been fairly well done. John Cena's been cutting some excellent promos against Excellent promos Roman on Roman Reigns. Roman, Roman Reigns just keeps calling Cena a bitch for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um I think he's like the guy on Breaking Bad. That's his go-to when he can't do anything else. Yeah, you're a bitch, bitch. <laughs> anyway, all right, man, um, you're cool. You can say the word bitch. Yeah, but before we go, okay, because you were talking about your death match and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen blood on WWE programming in years. Uh huh. Um, at least not on, not on. I think the last time I saw it was Brock and Randy Orton. At least in this regard, you know, I know mistakes have happened and things of that nature. And things like that. You know yeah. about like on purpose. This is supposed to be a bloody match. Yes. His, uh, yeah, because I kept, I kept thinking Dean Ambrose would be one of the guys to be, you know, crimson mask. Well, fucking Vince McMahon had a crimson mask on Tuesday. The man is seventy-two years old, and he's getting over younger talent better than Roman Reigns has ever done in his life. <laughs> um, but the fact that he took a headbutt from Kevin Owens and it looked stiff as hell. Have you seen this? You have seen it. Yeah. Because it didn't look like a blade job. His hands were down. Mm-hmm. Um, he got hit. and he, now, now, he started to bleed immediately, so there were some rumors that maybe he had cut himself beforehand. That's that's exactly what... The people that were watching it live mm-hmm. were telling me, oh, man, it's hard way, it's hard way. Mm-hmm. It looked to me like... He, he, it looked to me like a, um, it was a... Before a job, before before, before he the came out, kind yeah. of thing. But I'm, I'm I only watched it once, 
Well, I was told that there were a lot of people in the back telling Vince McMahon, do not do this. Uh-huh. It, it kind of goes against what you've been going for as well with the PG era thing and all this other stuff. Well, Vince is showing you what He can. He, and it's, you try to tell Vince McMahon not to do something. I dare you. Mm-hmm. You know, because like you said, it is his company. And he is a little bit stubborn. I don't know if you've noticed this in watching wrestling well, over the years. did he, like, find somebody or something for hugging him? Yeah, he, uh, he suspended uh, Titus O'Neil 30 days for giving him a hug. <laughs> so... That's funny as shit. It is. I mean, it's but it's okay for Kevin Owens to headbutt him in Hardway. Hey, look, he knew it was co- he wasn't ready for the hug. Yeah. He didn't want a hug. He wasn't ready for the hug. You're getting suspended. That's so, funny shit. So Kevin Owens hit him with a with a headbutt. He kicked him a couple times. Then he hit him with a frog splash. Look at how fast Kevin Owens' rise has been compared to anyone else. I'm not saying yeah. this to Donald Joshua was like that's right, motherfucker. Oh, he's totally going when he yeah. hears this later. He's going to totally flip out and be like, "I told you." Yeah, I mean, it, we were talking. True. Yeah, hey, I mean, he was having flashbacks of him of Kevin Owens when he was Kevin Steen versus Cornette. Like he was like, "This is kind of what I remember." And mm-hmm. this is all. Oh, this is so fucking good. This is the Steen that I want. I saw Kevin Steen Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. The last year and a half, it's been Kevin Owens. I love Kevin Owens. I love Kevin Steen even more. And I know it sounds stupid when I say it, but you understand what I'm going with. I understand exactly what you're talking about. So he was like, I saw Kevin Steen for the first time in two years. you see your favorite guy come out there that you loved on the indies and you used to travel to see and you couldn't wait to see him wrestle because you knew he was going to have a great match. Yeah. And you watch him and he has a seven-man match on Raw or SmackDown and it's like... Oh, he's going to lose to Roman Reigns even though he's the Universal Champion and then next week we get to have a a title match where he gets the win, but he gets a roll-up win or some cheap shit. Oh, it's such awfulness. And that's the thing that always bothers me. Like, people are, like, you know, not everything's going to be five-star matches. Be, you know, you can't. It doesn't have to be a five-star match every single time I see him. But it has to be. The entering has to count somewhere. Yeah. And you to... can't give me one-star matches on a month-to-month basis and expect me to stay emotionally involved. No, you, and you cannot give me um, the TV bullshit match. The, the throwaway match. Oh, we're going to put you on here for the sake of putting you on here. Oh, you're a name, so we're going to put you on here. That's the most irritating It's point terrible. Oh, yeah. It's that's terrible. The, that's the most irritating. So Kevin point. Owens is probably, it's easy for me to say this right now, he's probably going to get shot into the main event. Yeah. You know, him and Shane McMahon is probably going to be the main event at Hell in a Cell next month. It's already been booked. It's been signed. That's mm-hmm. a Hell in a Cell match. That's probably going to be the main event. That's good, though. Um, it is great. Um, there's rumors that this could develop into a Triple H versus Kevin Owens down the line at Mania. How old is Triple H? Triple H is uh, like 41, 42 now? I don't know what his age is. I know he's getting up there, but mm-hmm. he still competes every, you know, two, three, two, three pay-per-views a year. He'll go at SummerSlam. Some juice, juice. I need me some juice, man. You, know, you ain't got any juice to I got apple juice upstairs. No, no, I, don't want, I don't want apple juice. You don't want apple juice? No, no, no. I'm going to probably go get some. I got some Capri Sun. I'm going to maybe get me some pineapple juice. Anyway, okay. <laughs> who is just talking about Triple H, sorry. Yeah, you need some juice? <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> I need some juice. <laughs> hey, I didn't mean to touch your tail. She's going to get me. Oh, she's such a bitch. What's um, no, but, but yeah, I enjoyed the Kevin Owens moment. Probably That's probably the biggest moment on wrestling, probably since the... The uh, Jason Jordan reveal, mm-hmm. which was r- ridiculous still. Which they've done absolutely zero fucking oh, anything at let's all put Jason her. Jordan in the biggest storyline of the summer and then make him lose consecutive matches because he's Kurt Angle's son. Such bullshit. Like, you want to talk about terrible booking. <laughs> We're going to put him in a match with Finn Balor. He's going to lose. He's going to go against John Cena. He's going to lose. Roman Reigns. He's going to lose. He's going up against the biggest baby faces and losing. Yeah. Which is, I don't understand as a baby face why you're going to push him to lose all these matches. You know, he, he had a fight with the, he had a feud with The Miz. He lost that feud. 
you know, because he was with the Hardys for whatever reason with the Miz and the Miz tour. I don't quite know what happened there. Yeah, it's one of those things like, okay. Yeah, I don't, like, you know, I know we had this conversation a while back, like, not every match has to be about titles, and I understand that, but it, some it's got to make sense somewhere, right? I don't know. So, yeah, it does. I mean, and you got to, if you make something like that happen, it's just like, that's why I got, I got I slammed. I got slammed with my friends because when the TMZ showed the thing and Darren Young come out and was like, yeah, I'm a gay wrestler. I'm a gay black wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And afterwards, he had like two appearances on Raw, and he hadn't been seen on Raw. Mm-hmm. And part of me, but one of my friends was like, I think that's super cool, man. I think it's super cool that he comes out and gets a chance. And I was like, I don't think that it should matter either way. It shouldn't matter either way. And they're like, you're hating. You're being a hater. I was like, no, no, no. You know what I'm saying? I think Darren Young should deserve what he got. You know, I just I think he is a good enough in-ring talent to be... Yes, you know, an intercontinental champion yes. of some kind. When, when, when they it, peer, when they paired him up with Bob Backlund and gave him the "We're going to make Darren Young great again" with the, thing, with the bow tie thing. Yeah, that was kind of strange. It's still weird and Trump-like. A little remember. bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it totally disappeared. Yeah, I don't it, know where it went. And I wasn't trying to crap on him like, oh well, I'm being. If he were like gay, he anymore. wouldn't be getting what he deserves. That's not what I was saying. I was saying that it shouldn't matter if he's black, white, gay, green. Alien. If you're good, you're good, man. You should get your spot anyway. It shouldn't. He shouldn't have to come out of the closet to get a spot. That's so such bullshit. And he's been out of the closet a long time. Yeah. And this was not like something like it's like oh Pat Patterson's gay too. Really? Oh, you know? Yeah. That's when Pat Patterson came out on Legends House or whatever. Oh my like going, god. Y'all think we're dumb? <laughs> Y'all think we're done? We've heard about the Patterson Hammer for a long time now. Oh okay? my goodness. <laughs> uh, so that's all I'm saying. Yeah. So. Exactly. As I'm typing up to class what all we talked about, because neither one of us are going to do shit yeah, when it comes we're to We're lazy editing. as fuck. Yeah, we we're going to talk and let other people press buttons. Yeah, as far as editing these episodes and stuff, it's just, <laughs> it's just too much for us, man. We don't believe in all that, you know? What well, is the internet? What? What are you talking about? They're yeah. talking about me on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of the internet, do you got anything coming up in the next... Uh... Yes, this Thursday I have, uh, they don't know the name of the show yet, but um, I will be commentating at IWA Mid-South. Sweet. And then uh, first Friday, sorry, second Friday in October, we have the uh, Backer Records commentary team has PWF. And then next Sunday, I'm supposed to go to Knoxville, Tennessee for Bandit Wrestling. Um, what commentate? Bandit Wrestling. I have ba- not heard that yet. Bandit Wrestling is, it was... Um, Something Underground, uh, Devin Driscoll's group. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I know that name. There's a bunch of different talent there. Like, I think OFRK. I mean, I don't have the list in front of me, but it's stacked card to the brim. Nice. Um, I've done commentary there twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's been four shows I've been there for, for half of them. Yeah. The last time I didn't go, they had a, uh, <laughs> the van broke down and everybody blamed me because I didn't go. They broke. They blamed you because you didn't go. Yeah, they they said I didn't go. You broke the van. Yeah, I broke the van. Oh, why are you gonna be breaking the van? I'm just kidding. They didn't blame me at all. But there were people. <laughs> you that were fucking like, liar! That you did break the van. You did. There were people like, man, I will <laughs> never get in that van again. <laughs> like, like, like Doug was complaining that he lost bookings because of that fucking van. You know, but Doug's got bookings. That's awesome, man. That's oh man, he dude, he's the one that took care. Of, he got banded. He was out there trying to score. Uh, um, the the one in New Jersey, he's out there trying to put the work in. Working, hey, yeah. 
That's, and, a, that's but besides Manawa, I would say I've cut, I've taught, done more shows commentary wise with Big Doug, v- Big Doug Votal than mm-hmm. anybody else. Me and Bobby done quite a few, but yeah. I, I th- I'm pretty sure me and Doug got him beat. Yeah, yeah. Manawa is definitely you know I've done more with him than anyone else, but okay. I do not mind calling last. We called PWF last time, and I thought it went really well. Nice. So that's a in the future. Looking forward to calling many, many more. Um, I'll tell you what, I never thought I would get white calling wrestling matches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this weekend, I mean, uh, 12 the first night, night, I want to say like 13 or 14 the second night. Mm Mm-hmm. And then by the time King of the Crimson Mastudo ran around, ran, showed up, I was like this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I ended up getting back up. So uh, it was still good. Though, yeah. <laughs> well, what do you mean? I, I doing nothing. Man, these guys are bleeding. It's <laughs> awesome. It was fun though. It was a really good weekend. I'm glad that my son got to go. Hunter had fun. Good. And I think that uh, I think a lot of people got to see. And I have to say this. This is something that I want to get out there because. I told him I would. Um, the funny part to me, you've heard me talk about legendary Larry D on here before. Yes. You've heard me talk about him. I think I've seen one Larry D match. I have. So my, my knowledge yes. of him is not great. Yes. And I've had him, I have, uh, he's been on the podcast. Now, whether or not I think we've released that or not, I'm not sure. But I know he's been on the podcast and I have it to be released if it has, if he hasn't yet. I've been a huge fan for a long time. After his matches, at, his last match, especially with, with Jonathan Gresham, People were screaming, and I was like, I've been telling you, he belongs up there with the Keith Lees and the Jeff Cobbs and those guys. He belongs up there with those guys. He's fantastic. And people afterwards were like, I get it. This is the best match I've ever seen him in. I wasn't my, you know, da 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 And he, he worked extra hard this match or whatever. And I'm like, then you're not watching the same thing I've been watching week in, week out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why I get that reputation of being such an utter asshole. Because of because you person. tell people things that they don't want to hear, and then when it comes to fruition... Then... Well, well, I tell people stuff, and they don't. They look at me like I think I'm some kind of big know-it-all. And then when it actually happens and it's in their face, then they try to twist it around and be like, No, it's different! <laughs> it's different! It's not the same! Not the same. Yeah. But that's okay, though, man, because... Everybody, I try to explain to them, you can like whoever you want. That's the beauty of wrestling. You can like the heels. If it's a person's a heel, but you want to cheer for them anyway, go right ahead. Be by all means. Who are we to say who you should and shouldn't cheer for? Yeah. That's not our job. Our yeah. job is to tell you what we enjoyed what we, and why we liked it, and mm-hmm. we're going to try to make you guys a little bit better. And if you noticed, if you see somebody that has on, um, say, you're at work, and a new guy comes in. And the new guy has on a CM Punk shirt, mm-hmm. which is a bad example because he's been out of the game for like five years now. That's okay. But he has a CM Punk shirt on. I got my CM Punk shirt upstairs. That's right. And you and him are instantly friends. Yep. That's all we needed. You just got a brand new buddy. Yep. And that's just the way it is. I mean, if I go, uh, I was walking through Kroger and I had the Macho Man shirt on. And there was a dude, walked through the aisle, looked at me. And I was like, what the fuck is he looking at? And he walked back through again, and he's walking past me, and he's got his wife and two kids. He looks utterly miserable, like his kids are young, <laughs> you know? He looks over me, and he's like, that's a sweet shirt, bro. And he looks back and starts dealing with his kids and his baskets of groceries. Yeah. Baskets being plural. 
But it was just funny to me and my wife, and my wife just shakes her head, and I'm like, yep, uh-huh, yep. Yeah. Shark game on point. But we will see you guys in two weeks. Let us know on Facebook. Let us know on Twitter what you think about the WB pay-per-view. If you went to TPI, let us know what you think about those matches there. If you happen to be at the Nick Gage Invitational 2.0 or whatever it was, uh, I think it's just the Nick Gage Invitational 2. I think that's what it's called, yeah. If you were there on Saturday night, let us know what you thought about that. Um, anything you want to let us know, you can leave us a, drop us a line on the Facebook page. There is a, a section there for um, discussion for people that aren't a part of the podcast, you know, that aren't the admins on the page. Yeah. You can hit that and just switch it over to, and you can leave comments and questions for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to let BZ know that not always who you want to win wins. It was an excellent, excellent match, and she was like, yeah, and that's bullshit, because he deserved to win. <laughs> she was fired up, man. I loved it. It was awesome, because she was fired up. She wanted the other guy to win. And you know what? She was absolutely right when it came to, like, the other guy had done more in IWA recently, mm-hmm. but that that's not what TPI is about. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But she was 100% right with her reasoning, and I was just, I'm glad to see her get excited about the match and know that that match was the quality of what it was. Sure. You know? It's understandable. Yeah. So, I think if Josh had been there, he'd have been like, ah, <laughs> I'm glad the other dude won. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, for our compadres who are not here... Harambre. No, I'm just kidding. Jesus Christ. Uh, I was, uh, did you see the Facebook pictures that he went and took yep. him at the Gorilla Circle? <laughs> he loves it. He's nuts, dude. That He's a fucking My best maniac. friend is an absolute maniac. He is. He's a maniac, man. So for, <laughs> for Joshua Caraballo, we miss you, bro. We'll see you in a month. Yes, sir. For Chris Class, man. Thank you for the awesome design for the shirt. Everybody loves it. And I have yours. I'll be getting to you this week. And Joshua, uh, Matthew has yours, of course. And let them know where we'll see them at. In the back row, of course. There we go. (laughs) Back row heckler fans. Big Brian V here right after egg-sucking dog days of summer. Out of Bay Mid-South. And in the main event, the debut of none other than Mr. Athletic Jeff Cobb. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, man. Uh, Glad to be in... uh, is this still Kentuckiana? Yeah, Kentucky. Okay, well, you know what? No, screw that. I'm um, no, no. I'm gonna give Jeffersonville all the props. So That's thank right. you for inviting me to Jeffersonville, Indiana. Majestic Jeffersonville. Oh, I'm sorry, majestic <laughs> Jeffersonville. That's the joke we run during commentary because this is kind of a shithole. Oh, I, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I tell you what, we like it here at the arena. Um, I want to give a big shout out to one of our co-hosts, Joshua Caraballo. He calls himself Mr. PWG because he flies from the Bronx. Just about every show PWG has because he wants to be there. So uh, he said he's talked to you on a couple of different occasions. Um, I forget one of the things he talked to you about. He said to remember for me, he reminded me, make sure you ask him about this so he knows who I am. And I forgot what it was. I want to say something about shakes or something. I do remember. I do remember someone from coming into PWG from all the way there, which unfortunately better not show up on July 7th because I won't be there, unfortunately. I have to oh. defend my... Uh, all pro wrestling title in the Bay Area for okay. the famous uh, Roland Alexander Garage Beyond the Mat. Oh yeah, for sure. I've, yeah. I've seen I'm a Roland Alexander guy shirt on Sarah Del Rey's back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because sure. she, she was out there. There's all kinds of people that came up through through that garage. I mean, I remember watching Vic Grimes back in the day. Yeah, That's Vic how Grimes. long I've been. Vic Grimes, yes. Michael Modest, 
Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, whatever you want to call him. Oh, rest in peace, um, uh, 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 Little Holly. Little Hawker Holly. Crash Holly. Yes. Great Holly. A bunch of guys came through there, man. It goes on and on. I remember back in 2010 when uh, Drake Younger moved to the West Coast. Someone sent me a video of a card that he was on, and you were on that card in the main event. But I don't right. think you took on Drake. All right, I have to. I have to. Uh, I have to. 2011. I have to, I, have to, I have to clarify on this. I moved to California in 2013. Okay. And I wrestled Drake Younger in 2013. 2013. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I knew. I figured it was around 2000. I remember uh, my guy. Signed, I'm terrible. Right? Yes. Yeah. Right before he became a ref and everything. Yeah. And I remember watching the card, but the card I saw, you was wrestling in the main event. I can't remember who it was, but Drake wrestled like semi-mainer. And I was like, this Jeff Cobb was fantastic. And then there was rumors when Lucha Underground came out that you have a twin or something or one of your friends. I'm not going to get into all that. Let's just say that that guy does a lot of your moves. Well, the the event for tonight was called Egg Sucking Dog, Dog Days, Days of Summer. Yeah. Well, he's a... Uh, Moose stealing mother trucker. Yeah, he is. Uh, hopefully one day we'll see you two guys against each other because I think you would too. Um, obviously, fans of PWG, have you seen you in all kinds of different matches? You and, uh, I want to say, is it is it you and Matt Riddle of the Dojo Brothers? No, no, we're not the Dojo Brothers. Uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, people call us the Chosen Bros. The Chosen Bros, that was it. Uh, Dojo Brothers is Roderick Strong yeah. and, okay, there we so, go. So, they call us the Chosen Bros. Um then we came out those sweet ass limited edition 100 made only Chosen Bros t shirts. That was a, a frozen knockoff. Um, <laughs> there are cool. technically only four left in the world. I have all four. Unfortunately, they only come up to t- uh, 2X. I'm sorry. That's okay. But uh, yeah, they called us the Chosen Bros. Um, for they like The first time we teamed up was at uh, PWG's Mystery Vortex yes. um, against the Young Bucks. And fans went. Ape shit? Can I curse on this? Yeah, I'm sorry. Everybody. Okay, well, yeah, they, no. they went ape shit. Uh, they started, and then we're in the ring together. Like, it was deafening, and they started, uh, they started uh, chanting random stuff. They're like, uh, Hawaii Five Bro. Um, <laughs> they tried to play it off of Matanza thing, so there's, uh, they're yelling Brotanza. They're yelling Chosen Bros, and Chosen Bros stuck. And uh, me personally, um, I don't mind the name. Yeah. Um, I prefer. Um, the shooters, the badass mother truckers, uh, oh, the guys sure. that can really kill you. Yeah, but you know, yeah, exactly. Because people, when Matt Riddle first broke in, they were like, "Oh, great, we got an MMA guy that's gonna." And, it, and he has adapted very, very well. I mean, I think, I think he adapted. People say, "Oh, back in the day, you know, Shamrock or whatever." But I mean, Shamrock went straight to the Fed. There's a big difference. You no, know what I'm saying? He went to the independence and has been absolutely busting his ass to make a name for himself. Yeah, definitely, Matt Riddle has been. Uh, like the talk of the town lately, and you know, and and I like hard work pays off. He, I, For sure, the cream rises too. Definitely, and he's definitely one of the guys that has adapted well. And he puts in the work. You know, um, he's not just here for a paycheck or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. like when we when he wrestles, he goes balls to the wall, and he gives the fans their money worth or their money's worth. I'm sorry, I'm still running over here, oh, get kicked in the head a lot, but oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, he's definitely a legit badass, and uh, and every time I've stepped in the ring with him, we, it's been magic. I'll tell you what, um, people may disagree with this statement, but there's a number of elite indie indie groups out there, you know, PWG being one of them, AAW, of course. Uh, some people even throw AIW out of, out of Cleveland in there, you know, and then there's other ones in the West Coast, that, you know, besides PWG, that people like the um, APW, 
and things like that. Um, I consider IWA Mid-South one of them. Just because it's been around for 20-something years, uh, who's who, the roster in WWE have all came through here at one time or another. And it was I was so happy because I did get to do commentary here that I actually got to see you you know, live. I've been wanting to see you live. I haven't made the trip to Chicago yet. But um, I got to, I'm getting to go to St. Louis to see uh, Michael Elgin's Glory Pro here soon. So are there any places besides, I know you're not just a West Coast guy. You're all over the place. Is there any place besides, like, uh, are, you, any, any, are, you, are you thinking about Japan in the future? Or I would definitely love to go to uh, New Japan. That's definitely uh, um, an immediate goal of mine. Yes. Um, like I, said, I think like, they have a lot of talent. Like, New there, Japan's man. amazing over there. Um, oh, yeah. You know, there's a couple of the spots that I would love to go, but like definitely, like all J- New Japan is definitely my number one uh, goal right now. That's fantastic because um, most like, people like NXT. You know, right you, I mean, you know, I I I had to try it with them, and you know, they they liked what they saw, but they, they I didn't get picked up. And it, again, I no no ill will for them because no because WWE like, is a freaking monster, and they're great at what they do. And yeah. you know, like. You know, people always badmouth them and all of this and that. But you know what? At the that's end of the day, at the end of the day, that's where you're going to make the best living that you can for your family. And yes. you know, like I don't, I don't hold anything against NXT. If they want me in the future, they want me in the future, yes. and I'll definitely take a good hard look at it. And if they don't, hey, you know, more power to them. Uh, keep kicking ass because that NXT product is freaking amazing. It is amazing. I think NXT is great. I think another thing that it's a good time in wrestling. I'm 40 years old and I've been watching wrestling since Louisville Garden days. And it's a great time now because there's so many different opportunities for independent wrestlers. Like you can go now and as far as like if you have talent and you have drive and you're not afraid to hop in a car you can make a living as an independent wrestler because of the fact of iPay-per-views, because of the fact of that there's so many different venues and so many different large independent promotions. Is there anyone out there that you could think of off the top of your head that you haven't gotten a ring with and you thought, man, if me and that person can lock up, we're going to make magic one-on-one? Because I know you've wrestled who's who pretty much of everybody, from the Sammy Callahans to the Chris Heroes to I like Trevor Lee a lot. I mean, I personally, yeah, he's really good. I think he's like third-generation wrestler. I didn't even know it forever. Um, like Michael Elgin, I got I got to speak to Michael Elgin a little while back, and oh man, he's just fantastic. Anybody out there you can think of off the top of your head? I know it's kind of putting you on the spot. Um, you know, at the top of the head, I don't know because like like you said, like you mentioned, I have had the opportunity to wrestle a lot of good people. Yeah. Um, actually, now you had a little bit of time to think about it. Like Tyler Bates, one of them I haven't gotten to wrestle yet. Yeah. Trent Seven is another one that I definitely want to work. UK is a great yes. scene out there. Um, one I definitely uh, want to wrestle. I definitely want to get in the ring and tangle with Cody Rhodes. Uh, he's definitely one that I haven't had the opportunity to. And he did um, request it on the uh, on the Young Bucks podcast or the YouTube uh, yeah. show yeah. that he's like, uh, you know, they asked him who he want to wrestle and who's a talent out there. And he name dropped me. So thank you, Cody. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, definitely Cody Rhodes is one of them. Uh, he's not the only one, but he's definitely super high on my list. Him, okay. Tyler Bate, and... Uh, and Trent Seven, definitely. Yeah. Like, those are three, some good name guys right there. On the 9th of July, I get to see Cody Rhodes versus Michael Elgin. And that's going to be something I really... I'm taking my 16-year-old son. I can't wait. Oh, we're going to drive to right up by St. Louis for the for the Glory Pro Show. Um, with, that, with all that being said, and I know that uh, um, without... Are you, are you interested in coming back in T, uh, I, I can't say anything about inviting you, but if you were to get an invitation to the TPI tournament this year, that would be something you'd be interested in? What's the TPI tournament? Oh, the Ted Petty Invitational. Oh. Okay. The IWA Mid-South has, has been doing that for years. In 2004, the, it's considered probably one of the best cards 
in wrestling history, the 2004 TPI, the main event was Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles versus Brian Anderson, a three-way dance. Jesus. Yeah, it's Jesus. from 2004. Go check it out. It is fantastic. Well, you know what? Like, I'm uh, – and – I may seem like a whore for saying this, but you know, if you book it, I'll be, I will come. You know, like yes. I'm all I'm I'm not one of those guys like, hey man, you, like I'm not going to drop hints. If you want me, you'll book me. Yes. Like just don't beat around the bush. Just say, hey, I want to use you, and then let's just get to talking. Oh, yeah. And if my dates are open, I'll gladly take it. Because yeah. you know, I like tournaments. I like winning tournaments. My background's in amateur wrestling, meaning winning yes. tournaments. So. Exactly. That's where the Olympic. Olympic sign comes on your back right there. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you get over there because I think the bosses <laughs> has everybody to have their meetings. I do thank you for your time. Hopefully we'll get you to call in on a Sunday, maybe one time when we're live in our podcast because we do name that tune games and all kinds of silly games. I think you'd be great at it. Thank you very much, man. You're one of my favorite wrestlers to watch. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much, man.